You're listening to a Living Word Family Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about Living Word Family Church, make sure to check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Now on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Word Family Podcast. Good to have you with us. I am Scott Millis, pastor of Living Word Family Church. With me in the studio, as always, Matt Kreider. Hey, youth, everybody. Youth leader, tech guy, all-around good guy, church employee extraordinaire, and <laughs> sitting across from him, Zach of all trades, behind the board, as always, doing what he does best. Hello. If we ever get you a position at the church, Zach, your it's office tag will be Zach of all trades. That's we'll exactly what we'll We'll just call him the Zoat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't mess with the Zoat. Zoat. Mess with the Zoat. So, hey, everybody. Uh, glad to have you with us. Hopefully, uh, the last few weeks, you've enjoyed uh, our uh, podcasts with, uh, with Pastor Scott's friend. Dr. Joe Thomas. Yeah, yes. that was. they were really, really good. Yep. Very insightful, awesome content for those podcasts. So, hopefully, you had a chance to listen to those. Check those out. And, uh, and uh, if you didn't, go, uh, go ahead and go back and listen to them. They're still posted online. So, they'll love you have you check those out. Uh, welcome. Hope everybody's uh, holidays and everything went well. Christmas and New Year's. And we're rocking out 2018, Woo-hoo. which is very exciting. And uh, this year for our church theme, it's the Year of Giving. Year. Which we'll talk a little bit about here in just a little bit. But, um, Pastor Scott, before that, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, Zach and I were part of a youth minister's lunch uh, here in town just a little bit ago. We were kind of hanging out with some of the other youth ministers um, in town. and Some interesting conversations got brought up. One of the one of the uh, gentlemen he he uh, wrote a little piece for a little online book that was put together by a bunch of youth ministers called uh, Youth Ministry Fails. So mistakes <laughs> that you know stuff that you 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 learn along the way as a as a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice way of putting it. It's a nice way of putting. It, yeah, and he shared some stories from this book and from some of his friends and some things that he's uh, you know. Um, some lessons he's had to learn the hard way, and obviously I've got those as well. But I wanted to ask you, as a former youth pastor, what's a what's a youth ministry fail that you can share with us? You know, that would be radio appropriate, of course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, not radio, podcast appropriate. Yeah, that's podcast something. and radio, they have different <laughs> yeah, you know, sensors. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Fully I, uncensored. I am, family sure, I am sure if you gave me a half hour to think about it, I could come up with a number of them. There are two that come to mind immediately. The first <laughs> wait, wait, one. wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify. None of these are allowed to include me. Well, then we'll talk about it some other time. No, no, no. This, this didn't include you. This one was uh, way back in the early days. You know, when, when – uh, and I don't know. Uh, crowd breakers I still think are a good thing. I think they, they serve a purpose. Can't get everybody fired up, loosened up, whatever you're trying to do. Uh, but they shouldn't take up a whole lot of time. And I uh, had the bright idea to have a pepper-eating contest. Oh, oh, I was in on yeah. that. Were you in yeah, on that? Yeah, I was in on that. So we still talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah go, go for I, it. I, because I, just, I didn't do anything stupid. So nothing that. horrible happened. We had milk on hand, and we had volunteers. <laughs> and I just went and bought a package of habanero peppers, and uh, they were supposed to put them in, you know, take, you know, bite most of the pepper off and chew it and chew it and chew it, and the last one to spit it out uh, would be the winner. And, I mean, my goodness, there was saliva flowing. Uh, it <laughs> we, was a gross thing. I, th- I think it was gagging. Over, we stood over a garbage stood can. Stood over yep. a garbage can. That's exactly right. And the, between the fumes 
uh, coming out of people's mouths. Uh, it was affecting not just the participants, uh, but the other students gagging just to see all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> it was a pretty grotesque thing. And oh my goodness, did I take a beating for that? I got chewed out so hard for doing that because we did it two weeks in a row. We it, had to come back for second round. Yeah, what went wrong the first time? Do you remember? We, the peppers us, weren't hot enough. It was or? me. It was Chad, and then hilariously, ironically, this itty bitty girl itty named Mindy. Yep. And uh, I'm it was just it was crazy. We're all you know just chewing yep. on these peppers, and it was lasting forever. And you're like, we got to get the service going. We'll just do this next week. <laughs> So we did it again next week. And I think what we did was crack them open and yeah. put some pepper extract in there. Well, so, and so. I think you had to chew on the seeds, too, because those well, were supposed yeah. to be hot. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe you just had to flush uh, the first yeah. time. Yeah, so. But, wow, it was, I just oh. got, incorrectly, by the way, I, I fully endorsed the chewing out I got for, for doing something that's actually just not a healthy, uh, you know, anything that's going to hurt somebody. I'm not saying somebody's life was in danger, although you do hear horror stories. You know, I, I, can, I can remember when the, the go-to game for campus life and youth groups was Chubby Bunny. And yeah, that the marsh, got, marshmallow uh, in the mouth. Some kid, not here, thankfully, uh, choked to death doing that because yeah. that gunk just clogged up his airways. And so we had to really rethink some some things about uh, what, what we're aiming for. There was a game they played at camp years ago, and I was this was the year before I was a part of it, where they actually had a game where, uh, I don't know if they called it the Human Cereal Bowl or something, Ooh. where they had... Uh, a member of each team lie down on the floor. Cereal was pulled in, poured into their mouth, then milk, and then somebody had to eat the cereal yeah, out of that. That's, and that's just I think that breaks some general laws of hygiene. It I really think, right does. There. You know, we've uh, thank God we've come a long way since then. So that, that was <laughs> yeah. a, that was a fail, and there were and, a number of things like that. And speaking of like safety and health stuff, Zach, would you go ahead and uh, help me make a note to not do the uh, lawn darts game, indoor lawn darts yes. game next week? Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> have to see if we can return that stuff. You know, I don't, it'd be really fun if we threw a lawn dart and watch the kids scatter that would yeah. be great i don't know if we can combined. ship something back to china but yeah. <laughs> yeah, combine lawn darts and mumbly pegs <laughs> oh, so uh well thank you for sharing Happy that now we, we before the episode before we kind of started recording um we talked about one of the things we don't do as a church i think because of a negative uh negative thing is lock-ins uh we've never since i've been here at the church have ever done lock-ins and that's one of those things that's also kind of uh classically risky. classic well risky yes but classically kind of a thing you hear youth groups doing oh sure they do lock-ins church lock-ins youth group lock-ins I... overnighters now tell me you don't have to go into specifics yeah. but what were the because i remember uh talking to you about it because i'd gone to a couple lock-ins as a kid and looking back on it can see exactly what the issue would be <laughs> well but there what, you go. what share your experience with that a little bit and it's funny uh, there, there are two things that I'll say to preface what I'm about to say. Number one, I remember some great times that I had at lock-ins as a participant. I was just telling Zach before uh, before we went on the air here, as it were, about a time when I was in seventh grade uh, in a church in our youth group, participated with a number of other youth groups at a lock-in at another church, and we had fun. And if I had thought for five seconds about what we did to have fun, I would have never had a lock-in because it was fun because we were misbehaving and doing a bunch of stupid stuff. You just cannot properly supervise a large number of youth for that long. In such a large building, In a large building. It's going to have to be a super controlled environment. Right, right. We had a pretty nice lock-in with Campus Life in high school, but it was... It was very well organized. There was no quote-unquote free time. You had pool time, game time, eating time, sleeping time, very well, very well supervised. 
And even then, it's a risk that I wouldn't take today. We did as a youth group many years ago, and I really am surprised to learn that you weren't a part of that. I think uh, it was literally shortly before I started coming to youth group. Must have been, uh, because I know it was early in my tenure as a youth leader, but we joined another church in town that I would leave unnamed to do a lock-in at their place. And uh, had a nice little program set up. You know, we both got to, you know, the, the youth leader over there spoke. I spoke. We uh, There was a movie. And then there was, of course, there was a ton of food. But then where things, where the wheels kind of came off is I don't think we did a very good job of communicating that these are going to be the lock-in rules. Uh, mm-hmm. Seemed to me that we did have a, a, a list of things that we expected. But perhaps, uh, and I'd have to go back, see if I could find it. I probably can't. But I think there were some things that I sort of took for granted <laughs> weren't going to happen, and then and therefore they weren't put in the rules. And and in uh, in defense of our kids, uh, the things that I saw that really bothered me uh, were things that were taking place among the youth of this other church. Uh, problem was we were all there together, and I can remember at some point about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, I'm walking through there already kicking myself for agreeing to do this because I wanted nothing more than to just be asleep. (laughs) But I'm walking through there, and there is a guy, a youth, uh, lying under a blanket with a girl, a youth, sleeping. They weren't making out. They had their clothes on, but they were in an intimate position under the covers at a church, in a church building, at a church lock-in. And I'm like, uh... (laughs) So I just kind of kicked him. I said, hey, man, this this ain't going to fly. You know, you cannot be under the covers together. And he just kind of frowned and rolled over. So I had to go get his youth leader to to deal with this. I'm like, hey. And then by the time he got back there, they had indeed separated. But I'm thinking, what? Where's the disconnect? What made somebody think that was okay? And it's amazing the things that have to be spelled out. And and, and, You know, that's... I find myself in that position a lot. Now, it's not with the same kind of thing, obviously. You know, kids aren't having sleeping bags here on a Wednesday night at church, right. and we don't do lock-ins. But I find myself, things that I would think are complete common sense, strangely, uh, are not common sense. Isn't it the truth? Uh, and, and I think that's just a matter of perspective. I mean, obviously, I've got, you know, 20-plus years on the younger me that was in youth group, you know. Right. But... There's some things that I don't think need I, I I don't think about spelling out and yet need to be spelled out because they're obviously at a different maturity level and so mm-hmm. you can you and, can tell by just watching them watching yeah. them at school watching them oh, in yeah. town it, it it doesn't change much depending again depending a little bit on their background it doesn't change much when they come to church uh, you know I'm ta- not talking about people who weren't raised in church weren't right, raised to know right. better. But even uh, some kids that are raised in church sometimes just don't think. Yeah, no, I mean, they don't. Just, there's a lot of growing to do. So. And, and you know of course. Look at how much things have changed even since just then. And you look at what the hot button cultural issue is these days, the whole Me Too thing. And I don't know why any sane youth leader would even consider doing a lock-in or or creating an environment that even opened the door for untoward accusations. You've got to be so, so careful. And again, sometimes there's just not enough supervision in the world. Right, right. And we've all been there. We've all been... You know, young men, kids, immature, sure. you know, <laughs> you're, you're, no matter how much supervision there is, kids find a way around it. You they know, will. I mean, there's just, so. They will. And uh, we've got to do our best to cultivate in an environment where, you know, yeah. the students want to be and what again, they're doing it, to what they're supposed to be doing. That's so. right. And, you know, it would have saved a lot of time if I had just seen that scripture. That says clearly, lock-ins are of the devil. Uh, <laughs> I forget which version that's in and exactly where it's at, but I know it's in there because that's... that's uh, Commandment yeah. 11, thou shalt not have lock-ins. There you thou go. Thou shalt not have lock-ins. That'll ah. be the title of the episode. <laughs> 
So if any if any uh, any of your fellow youth ministers call up and say, "Hey, I got a great idea," if uh, as soon as you hear the word "lock in," thank you for your time. And no, see now with- I would, and I've told him and now, and I don't remember. I think this was before you you came back uh, as senior pastor, but we had an opportunity to get involved in a. I think specifically it was a middle school lock in, and at the time I only had a handful of middle school kids anyway, uh-huh. if that. So I'm kind of like, nah, not a, no skin off my teeth, but a bunch of the other youth pastors in town with the group that I'm a part of. We're planning this big middle school lock-in. It was at the Y, okay? Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to do and everything mm-hmm. like that. And that's fine. But I knew our stance on it was no overnights. But I still wanted, because I was part of that minister group, I wanted to be able to help out in some way. So I went over for a, like an hour or two, and I went. I was the one that went and picked up the pizzas and brought it back. None of our kids were involved, even for part yeah. of the evening. We just weren't. But I wanted to help out. Um, so I knew our stance on lock-ins and everything like that. So, But... Uh, but another youth minister friend of mine, he uh, he mentioned an idea of a lockout. Have you ever heard of that? Where you don't spend the night at the church, you literally, now depending on what area you're in, this may be easier in some cities than others, but you literally line up a two-hour blocks of time at various spots in town. So yeah. like, you know, from seven to nine, you're hanging out at the mall and eating at the mall and doing stuff, you know, whatever. And then from nine to 11... You you book with a bowling alley and you go bowl there for two hours and then from eleven to one, you know you go somewhere else. you know what I'm saying for yeah. like two hours and find some places that would stay that would be willing to open up for a whole yeah. group and if you got a group big enough it'd be worth their time as a business yeah so what do you think about stuff like that because you're literally busy from start to finish uh, I thought it was an intriguing idea it's myself. an intriguing idea I guess where I land on it and maybe this is just my age uh, talking <laughs> here I guess I'm thinking what's what exactly is the goal? What's the benefit of doing something all night in the first place? Um, Literally to say you did it, just to have those memories, maybe. something the kids talk about probably for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those cool. Sure. Man, I, I hey, get it. I you get remember it. last year when we did that lockout? We were, you know, we were rock climbing at Boulders in Urbana at two a.m. That's right. awesome. You know, and, it's and just it, it probably becomes ten times funner in retrospect than it was at the yeah, moment. That's but, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but I thought it was a, it was a fun idea. We were just talking some different ideas back and forth and yeah. stuff at lunch today, and it was just kind of neat hearing some other perspectives sure. and some other youth ministers and stuff. And but I will say to back up your point. When it comes to lock-ins, that is almost always what I hear. Man, I wish I'd never done that. Or, man, yeah. this was, this was you know, a bad situation. Or the kids <laughs> got out of hand here. Or they broke this. Yeah. Or did that. I'm like, you know, so I'm glad we have that stance of not doing yeah. lock-ins. It's, right. It has not hurt our youth ministry. Let's just say it that yeah, way. So. Right well, but, even just like what you said earlier, I mean, the, probably the most selfish reason you can have is 2, 3 in the morning, Youth leaders are walking around thinking, man, I really wish yeah, I right. could be asleep right now. <laughs> That's right. And you probably honestly have some students that probably, probably, you know, yeah. the yeah. good ones that don't want to get in That's trouble, right. probably like, man, I kind of wish I was just home sleeping right now. But anyway, so I like that lockout idea. I think that's kind of neat. That's something, know. but it gets me thinking about camp. You know, well, you got five overnights yep. in a row there, but so that many is, counselors. See, yes. and that is. And they do not mess around. They oh, do not. No way. No it's, way. Uh, it's that, that's run like a machine there for uh, It's a guys. very so controlled it's, environment it's exactly, as far as the, you know, know security yeah, but right stuff down goes. to where the leaders sleep in the dorms, you yeah. know. I mean, yeah. that's uh, like they're not right by the sleeping by the doors and somebody's yeah. always up walking around right. so yeah and the the shot callers help with that too so that, oh wait i'm <laughs> sorry I didn't mean that. can we can we the cut fence. that out that we have, <laughs> we have <the> fence. <laughs> we'll edit that in in post there correct that's right so but no that's uh yeah cool but anyway so I, that's just kind of fun stuff to think about yeah. so different we're we're working on planning our youth activity calendar out for the year and so maybe we'll throw a lock out into that's that right. so i'm just i'm just joking, you know, I used so. to joke i've gone to those those youth youth leader luncheons and we've talked about that stuff and i can remember a guy 
Hank Sanford talking about hey, you know, all, the, all the Sanford crazy son? stuff. He Sanford says, son. you know, you got to just got to, you know, crazy stuff goes on. Some kid catches on fire. You're like, you're, it's all right. It's all right. Roll around. Roll around. There you go. See? You okay? Yeah, that's right. Don't say anything to your parents. Don't say anything to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Catch. You know what's hilarious though? Catches Zach and I are just fire. talking. What kind of youth yeah. event are you having? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're bringing the circus to our good, youth room. Fire eating was a good idea at the time. <laughs> it seemed like at 3 a.m. that I was a good a idea. I watched a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> That's right. They made it look easy. I saw so, it on a cartoon. After time. what happened with the fire eating, we're going to go ahead and cancel the sword eating portion, <laughs> right. portion of our uh, lock-in. But no, uh, Hank Sanford is just so funny. Not that he'll, he would ever hear this or whatever. But he's one of the – Zach, you and I were just talking today about how you know youth ministry is one of those areas of ministry where – you know, oh, you, you age out. Age you know, out. you yeah, can't yeah, be a fifty-year-old. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't. I'm sure there are some out there. I'm sure there's ex- there's there exceptions are. to every rules. But Hank Sanford, he was the middle school pastor mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Vineyard, correct, for a very, very long time. Yep. When I met him was when I first started attending these youth luncheons. He was part of the youth ministers group, which is I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm assuming where you met him, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking he's in youth ministry or whatever. When we talk about how he was in middle school ministry, I'm thinking to myself. Because he's old. I mean, he's probably 40 plus, even when I knew him, you know, back then, several years ago. But he was just, man, he was energetic. He was wiry. He was fun. It was just like, oh, my gosh, even though he's older than you would expect a middle school minister to be, like he would be the awesome, he would be the best middle school pastor. I mean, he just looked like he was just all into what the kids were into and what the, you know, not, not fake way, but just kind of like energetic, excited about it. And just let me contrast that, though, because see, I, I don't ever, and I'm not saying you're saying this, all right? And this isn't about Hank. Hank's a great guy. Uh, one of the legendary junior high ministers uh, is a guy named Keith Neighbor down yeah. at Rama. Uh, oh, hundreds of kids, super popular. And yeah, certainly he he you know he was young enough and you know had the energy and stuff. But his approach was and was completely different. He was just a much more. I guess the best way to say it is much more grown up. I mean, he spoke, he treated everything very seriously. I'm yeah. not saying he was stern. He just wasn't the <laughs> kind right. of guy. Right. Uh, but, Which but I'm not saying Hank respond. was either. No, no, Hank no, no, just no, had no, an energy saying, about him. I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying even in terms of that manifest energy, the bounciness, which yeah. I'm not I'm not equating that with immaturity. Do you understand? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't Keith. It's still huh. not Keith. Uh, but he was able to, to do that job so for so long. Again, working with the younger ones. Yeah. You know, just yeah. found a way to connect with them. You know what the bottom line is? Uh, you do what God has called you to do. Do what he opens the doors for you to do. And trust that he equips you as you are to do that job. You don't have to look and say, wow, that guy's really good at what he does. Therefore, I have to become like him. Right. That's right. true. That's very true. Yeah. very true. Yeah. And, we'd, and, and we have, we're quick to recognize that. The differences, the wild differences between different senior ministers. Wow, this pastor is like that. That pastor is completely different. They're both uh, extraordinarily successful. They're touching people. Uh, uh, they they are changing lives. And we don't question how can two uh, completely different personalities do that because we just understand it. Uh, I don't think we're as quick to recognize that God is perfectly capable of doing the same thing absolutely. with younger people. Right. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Very good points. Very good points. Yeah, let's, uh, before I have to get out of here, let's talk a little bit about uh, the fast and the oh, year of giving. Right. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, so and we the, can... Yeah, tell us a little bit about the year of giving. That's our theme for the year. Yeah, every year, of course, you know, we'd like to, uh, and this isn't something, I, I don't want to ever get legalistic about this. If, if uh, In fact, I had reached a point praying about this. You know, last year I was kind of, uh, 
champing at the bit. I knew it was going to be a year of prayer for you know a couple months leading up to this, and yeah. I was just mulling this over and so excited about how we were going to approach it. And this year, as we're getting toward the end, I'm like, I really don't have a theme. We could do this. We could talk about that. Uh, and But when it hit me, it hit me very much. It hit me very quickly. It hit me hard, and I knew this is, this is what we're doing. Uh, again, I hadn't had time to let it stew and develop, but I do believe I heard from God on it and that we were to do a year of giving. What we do is assign a theme. doesn't mean that everything we do as a church has to revolve around it, but since we begin, or we have for the last few years, begun the year with a three-week fast just to kind of get recentered, refocused, let God speak to us as individuals, yeah. as families, and as a church. Uh, I like to have a theme, something we can sort of center our prayers, our corporate prayers around. And, uh, and then, of course, of course, we continue to revisit these things through the course of the year. The other thing, as I said Sunday, is uh, it's never something that we are just going to do for three weeks or even a year. Obviously, we do a year of prayer. Prayer, sh- prayer should be something that's part right, of the rhythm of right, our life right. as Christians. The idea is that we focus on this to build right, habits, right. give it some proper attention, yeah. and work it in uh, to our character as, as believers and, church, and as a church. So... Yeah, giving. I mean, this is a church, uh, as most of you listening probably know, we believe that God has promised to supply us abundantly. Uh, but giving is not like healing. It's not something that God, you look back where, where he just says, hey, because, because you're righteous, uh, whether you're righteous under the law, which of course nobody was, or whether you're righteous in Jesus Christ, therefore I'm going to make you rich. Uh, it's a very much a conditional thing. It's always, it has always been contingent upon the act of giving in faith. And uh, I want people to rediscover that. We've, and, I, and I was, as I, uh, and this was after the word came to me, ah, this needs to be a year of giving. Then I began to get excited because I'm thinking about some young families, some families who have joined our church in more recent years who aren't acquainted with the teaching that we have always done right. on giving with the, you know, you kind of take it for granted or I do because I've been in this type of church since I was a teenager that everybody knows about giving and receiving, but they don't. Right. That's uh, a good point. That, but, and, it, and it's funny when I think there are people in our church, you know, who are making uh a decent wage they're 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 doing great uh but they think they're really doing something when they drop a ten dollar bill in the offering plate and praise god uh that they're that they're putting something in right. but they they're missing out on something precious if, something they're, if they are uh, yes if they will honor god with their tithes with the first fruit of their of all their increase uh and and to not see this and it is a tricky subject because people get yeah. nervous when yep. you when yep. you want to talk about their money and it's tricky because it's so hard not to present this as a formula not to present this as something that's legalistic but to truly present right. that this is an opportunity to obey god right and it is an opportunity that god has attached right. a great deal of promises to right uh, he delights in our prosperity and the avenue he has given us to prosper is to give yeah and the other avenue too and i think you addressed this just a little bit when you kind of mentioned where we were going for the month of january uh this past sunday is it's very easy for a message like that or for a series like that sounds self-serving for the church hey make sure that you give because we need your money and that's not the case now of course the church needs operating budget the church church has to have yeah the church has to have the giving and the offerings coming in however i'm convinced that god's going to make a way no yeah. matter what, you know, yeah, God's yeah, going to make a way. Right. And we've always been a super abundantly blessed church, you know, we have. A very blessed. Um, 
And, and we're so a church that has important. always been a blessing to right. the ministries yes, we support, exactly right. to the ministers that yes. come in <clears throat> and, and share with us. Yes, and a very giving church. The people have always been a very giving congregation and everything, and I think so. Yeah. So I think there's some, there's some, you know, there's some, when you're talking about finances and giving, obviously there's always some kind of landmines to not tiptoe around, but, you know, you've, you've got, got to, to address some things and let people navigate. Carefully. Thank you. Navigate very carefully through that stuff and let people know, hey, here's where we're coming from. This isn't for the church's benefit. This is for your. This is for your benefit. This is yeah. about this is about obedience, and this is about you know stepping up to what God wants you to do. And very excited about. I'm not trying to roll over here, but very excited about Zach and I went to uh, uh, record our well, really technically our first full testimony video. And it was a woman in our church ah, yes. that's got a great testimony about how uh, God came through in her life in a big way. Can't wait uh, and to see it, that. Yeah, yeah, me either. We rolling that this week? <laughs> no, or, no, no, no. no. Right, well, right. it'll take us a week or so to put that okay, together. Right. But, but the recording session today and everything went very, very well. So, very excited yes. about how that's going to come out and turn out. Our plan is—I don't know if it's okay to say this. If it's not, Zach, you can cut it out afterwards. But um, our plan is to show at least one of these a month. Well, for the course of the year, because it's a year of giving, we're like let people know, hey, there's people in this church that have overcome some huge obstacles. But they've been faithful to give. They've tithe. They've, you know, even when your budget's tight and you're like, man, do I have enough to tithe? That's not, you know, what you got to ask yourself is, you haven't, or can you afford not to tithe? That's right. You know, I mean, because this is something that's, this is key. This is primary. When we're faithful in this area of our lives, God's going to not only come through with a, come through for us and take care of us and provide for us, but we're going to have that, we're going to be on much more solid ground moving forward in our faith walk. So, well, and on that note, I think. That might be a good way to wrap it up. If you guys, if anyone listening or anyone listening, yeah. if you know someone or you are someone who has a testimony Absolutely. about how giving and tithing has led you to be blessed in other ways by God, reach out to us and we will right get in contact with you and see if we can do a video so you can share your story with the church. Yeah, I'll, uh, you can go ahead and contact me on that. If you have a testimony you want to share about uh, you know, a big uh, financial victory in your life uh, as a result of your obedience to tithe yeah. and give, you can email Matt, M-A-T-T, at livingwordfamily.org, and uh, we'll set something up. We'll kind of, you know, even if it's something that, you know, maybe you don't want to be on a full testimony video, it's still something maybe we can share with the church or whatever. Yeah. Love hearing these testimonies about oh, people. Oh, and so important that yeah. you testify. It's, you know, it's... It, don't don't just hold that in. It's good that you appreciate it, but share that with others. It'll be Absolutely. an encouragement. Uh, and by and, and along that line, again, I don't know what our audience is like. I don't know who's listening to this. If you ever ever have had any questions about, hey, uh, you know, maybe you've heard bad things. I have too, and I've seen genuinely bad things about the quote unquote oh prosperity my gosh, gospel. Yes. Prosperity is not a bad word. Uh, if you want to know what. Uh, what we as a charismatic body of believers really believe about this, this would be a great time to come check us out. I would just encourage you to come for the next uh, few weeks. We can uh, continue to maybe uh, kick this around on, uh, in I'd another podcast Absolutely. in the yeah. near future. Uh, but I would encourage you to come and, uh, and, and hear, this, hear this message uh, through. Uh, don't, don't fall for the, for the lies or for some of the nonsense. There's, there's, there's a caricature, of course, out there as there is of so many belief systems. Right. Uh, come and hear it from the horse's mouth, as it were. And hey, there I you believe go. you'll be blessed. Yeah. Or lined. come and hear it from our uh, senior pastor's mouth, which sounds better than a horse's mouth. Well, yes. than a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thank right. you, everybody, for hanging out with us today. It was a little bit shorter podcast, but uh, hopefully you can join us next week. Check it out. And uh, come see us on the Sunday mornings. We meet church for 930 uh, on Sunday mornings. Come and hang out with us. 1000 Park Avenue, St. Joseph, Illinois. It's a big dome right off yeah, 74. Right. And we and hope to see you there. 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights as well. Just yeah, a little over right. an hour service. Just come spend an hour with us on Wednesday. You'll love it. Come, well, you know what? Spend an hour. Here in worship and hearing the word, and then come out, hang out with us in the youth room. Snack, bar. Snack yep. bars opened up for business, right and uh, we'd love to have you guys out on Sundays and Wednesdays and, and get to meet yeah. you a little bit because we have a huge audience for this podcast, yeah. and we'd like to meet some of you. Speaking of which, make person. sure to share this with other people and right. uh, let us know. If you got any questions about it, want us to talk about anything, have any guests, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, there you go. There yeah, you we go. need some big guests. You think the president would come on? I think we could get that arranged, actually. <laughs> Maybe a phone in. would be huge. Maybe it would a- be huge. <laughs> it would be huge. Well, thank you, guys. Have a good one. We will catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Living Word Family Church podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to share us with your friends. We'd love to get more people listening, and you guys are a big part in helping with that. Also, let us know if you have any comments or questions for the show, or if you have any suggestions for future guests. We rely on and appreciate your guys' support as we produce further episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.